I'm Robin Gallagher and welcome to Ripples. Throughout our program, a series of guest speakers will share words of wisdom from their life experience and we will offer you a series of meditations so that you can take some time just to stop and listen to that voice within, that voice of the Spirit. So come and enjoy some inspired voices and treasured stillness and allow the ripple effect to begin. Welcome back to Ripples. Today, I warmly welcome Paige Bullen to our program. Paige is the Community Engagement Coordinator at Grief Care in Sydney. Paige has been drawn to this ministry after working closely with families and communities during times of loss, grief, trauma and bereavement in her roles as a family educator, mentor and visual arts teacher in Sydney Catholic schools and as a pastoral support worker for Tree of Hope. She is passionate about visual arts as a way of embodying and expressing difficult-to-describe experiences and its potential to foster a sense of well-being and community, even amid life's pain. Paige is a mother to three hungry young people and is married to someone she beautifully describes as a living saint. It is with great joy that I welcome Paige today as she explores the gift of art, the way in which the Spirit speaks to us deeply through this medium and the way it has the capacity to embody, restore and transform us. Paige, it is so wonderful to have you on our program today. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Paige. Paige, I have a great love of art, like so many of our listeners. Art seems to provide a language for experiences, which is beyond words. I came across a beautiful quote recently. It was by Henry Ward Beecher, and he said, Every artist dips their brush in his or her own soul and paints their own nature in their pictures. Paige, I'd love to explore this, this relationship between art and spirituality. Why do you believe art is such a powerful vehicle for for tapping into our inner feelings, our soul? And and for you, what is that relationship between art and spirituality? That's a great question. That's a great couple of questions, Robin. We could do the podcast on that question alone. (laughs) Couldn't we? But I think the the first thing that comes to my mind, and it's really important for someone like me, is that it has the capacity to slow me down. Mm. So I have to give it my attention if I'm going to look closely or make something with my hands. I have to give my full attention. I can't half have a mind to somewhere else. And so for me, it's, it's moving into that meditative space. A real um, practice of presence, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. that mindfulness. And, and I, guess, um, I guess for me, uh, that, that makes all the difference. That's that slowing down. It, it, it's how I can identify how I'm feeling because when I'm running around and frazzled and being drawn in 50 different directions, I might not be in touch with what I am feeling or noticing or, or um, thinking about. Um, so it has that capacity to just to still me. Um, 
And through that, I, I can be led to prayer. Um, I can be led to prayer through that deep looking and that deep and contemplative noticing. I mean, I, I've spent time drawing a single leaf and being moved into that space of, of prayer and that wonder and awe just by looking at something closely, um, you know, uh, that's been created by God. And, of course, you'd know the, the practice of Visio Divina, yes. praying with images, again, that deep and contemplative noticing and, and really looking at something and allowing um, God to speak to us through those moments and us to speak to God yes. through those moments and through our hands speak to God. We often talk with the visio, it's that movement sort of from the head to the heart yes. as you continue to sit and savour the image. That's it. And, and, and more is revealed as, as the longer you stay with it, you know. Yes. Um, there is more discovery to be made. And, and I, I don't think I ever get tired of that, that deep looking, that deep contemplative noticing, yes. you know, uh, whether, it's, whether it's in the world, um, uh, you know, something created or, or, or something uh, tangible or whether it's the art making of others, mm. you know. But um, I also think that the visual arts has capacity to make room for all kinds of feelings too. And not just the acceptable or cleaned up or comfortable ones. Um, it's a place where I'm encouraged to feel all aspects of my humanity. It's not all about lovely landscapes, you know. It's it's where I guess we can we can discover those places of rage or or, or sensuality or. Um, those, those things that perhaps maybe we don't reveal or are not revealed to us all that often, mm. you know. Sort of the full range of human experience and emotion. That's what art is, you know, and our souls thirst for that, that discovery yeah. and that expression, you know. Um, and in that process, you know, it's extraordinary. We can become co-creators with God. You know, creativity is life-giving and um, it's important it's important stuff yes. and, and it's vital, you know. Um, and, and the other thing is art has taught me to look after things. There's a kind of call to stewardship when I deeply and contemplatively notice the beauty and the wonder of, of what's around me. Um, I, you know, it suddenly I can glimpse the hand of God, you know, and, and, and hold that as sacred. Uh, rather than just something to be used or, or ignored, you know, I, I spend that time honouring, mm. honouring creation mm. and, and honouring the visual, what I can see, Yes, you know. Um, I, I suppose too, you know, art has the capacity to elevate or expand or transcend, you know. we A vase of flowers, for example isn't just a vase of flowers. It can become a way that we, um, I guess, explore feelings like a sense of nostalgia, you know, or poignancy or celebration. You know, a naked body can become a reflection on time or desire or frailty. You know, I, I have um, a friend and, and after her long-term partner died, uh, she made a series of these little figures. She was in her studio just, just making these figures for quite some time and they're all doing the most 
ordinary things, making a cup of tea, pegging out the clothes, watering the garden. But they had titles like, Because He Is No More, or Watering My Grief. And so suddenly, the most ordinary actions of our everyday, um, her work was about doing this without him. Mm -hmm. And so it became a much bigger meditation on grief, a kind of lament Yes. rather than just being simply about those ordinary things. So art has the capacity to transform the ordinary and to tell us more about it. And really, you know, there is no ordinary. It no. is all extraordinary. Mm. And, and art so quickly can take us into that awareness, Yes, you know. Um, the other thing I think in terms of art and spirituality is that art builds empathy. So I get to see the world as it is experienced by another through their eyes. Um, recently, I, I went to the Biennale and in Sydney, and and they've got uh, they had a whole lot of film or video works there, and they were they were things they were videos recording the stories of people who were escaping from war torn places. Um, but, you know, people in northern Iraq, people in Afghanistan. It wasn't a comfortable space for me to stand no. in and view those works. It challenged me. Um, but I, rather than, I guess, a news report, which is all about allegedly the facts and this sort of, um, you know, um, objective way of telling the story, this is, this is subjective. This is through another's eyes. And therefore, it's a kind of truth mm. And I get an insight to that and I can empathise or even be moved to that place of compassion where I want to take action or I, I want to care more and learn more about it. Um, you know, I have a choice there. The spirit provides me with a choice in that moment. In the response. Absolutely. Yes. It's, it's how I respond to the work mm -hmm. and that's a spiritual challenge for me. Yes, because it's broadening both the mind to a new way of seeing things, but yeah. also the heart. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So art has that capacity. Oh, but Paige, you, your work at Grief Care, mm. that involves supporting people who are experiencing some form of grief. How do you use art making to support those who are grieving? Oh, well, as you mentioned at the beginning, Robin, sort of, um, and you're right, visual arts has the potential to provide us with another language when, when we're lost for words. Um, when our words fail us or their words are inadequate, you know. Um, my experience of engaging with communities, I'll give you an example. If, if, if I was to ask a group of people or, or you, anyone, how their grief was for them at the moment, um, it might be sometimes too difficult or too abstract or our, our language might be too limited in that, in that space. It might even feel too, too intrusive, you know. But ask a gathering of people to make a metaphor or symbol for their grief, which we sometimes do in workshops. We give people a, a, um, some clay and then to share a little of its meaning. You firstly get as many symbols, you get as many different symbols as there are people in that group. Mm -hmm. So it highlights the uniqueness of each one's experience. No two are ever the same. And then as we move into the process, you know, you start to get things like, oh, you know, it's messy, look at my hands, or it's uncomfortable, I don't know what I'm doing, or, you know, I didn't expect to be doing this. And so we're invited a little into the discomfort, the mess and the confusion, you know. But then when you 
When you ask people to explain their metaphors, it's done with such tenderness and such, sometimes such shyness and such reverence. And it's the process, I guess, of the grief symbol um, becoming sacred. And it's so gently handled and explained by each person um, as our grief deserves to be, Mm. you know. Um, A real way of honouring the uniqueness of their grief. That's it. That's it. And, and you know, you can feel the temperature in the room change, you know, and people lean in to hear those stories and to hear what that metaphor is for somebody. Um, So it it becomes a language that embodies so much more than the object itself, as as I said earlier, you know. We talk about holding space for one another, but art holds space for us. Hmm. Um, And I think... I think that that's important. It's a place where we can be truly ourselves and because art gives us the opportunity to slow down and and really, um, I guess, connect with our feelings but also that mediation of our feelings, of putting it into form. Yes. I think, um, I think that's where art really can, as I said, hold space for us, really provide that, that um, openness, that graciousness and that, spaciousness mm. to really um, explore what we're experiencing. Yes. yes. Just extraordinary work, Paige, extraordinary work. During our conversations in recent months, you spoke about the fact that art is not purely about the creative process, mm. about the making of something. It's so much more. It also includes that experience of viewing art yeah. or enjoying artworks which surround us. Yeah. What place does viewing the work of others have in your work for those who are experiencing grief? Uh, Look, I I think um, looking at the work of others can really invite us into feeling our own grief. Um, And we can be touched in ways that surprise us, you know, in ways that we thought we were numb to. Um, It can invite tears, so a release of emotion for all sorts of reasons, but sometimes for grief. And, and it can be a lament, as I said. A, a number of years ago, um, I went to a big Francis Bacon retrospective at the Art Gallery in Sydney, and the, the work was just brilliant. I mean, it was just exquisite. And yet it was very, very challenging. And it had this effect on me where it took me to this place of deep lament. Where are you, God? you know, where are you? And and about the limitations of being human and, and loneliness. And each work, as I moved from work to work, I started to move into this space of my uh, getting in touch, I guess, or feeling my own sense of that, you know, why don't you hear me, God? Yeah, it was um, deeply powerful. It's difficult to even to articulate you know, in words, how it affected me, but it touched a place in me that I wasn't otherwise aware of. I think I was just carrying it around with me, probably pretty unaware. Mm -hmm. And and through accessing those images, um, yeah, the the artist really, it was quite an intimate relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and there there was sort of a deep connection all of a sudden. You know, even though our experiences were so vastly different, I really felt that that um, that deep connection and and moving into that other space. 
Um, you know, and it's a bit of a, the other thing about viewing the work of others and our own art making that I really love is that it's, it's a bit of a no judgment zone, right? Art has the capacity to embody all kinds of experiences and we can say all sorts of things mediated through the visual arts. Um, and you can think of artworks about everything, really. It's, it encompasses all of life. Um, so I think when we look at the work of others, suddenly we, we're not limited. Um, we don't have to clean it up. We just, we just have to be and experience it and be in the presence and have that intimate connection with another. Mm. Um, and there is that relationship formed in, in that feeling. Um, yeah, I, it's also that sense of not feeling alone. I was just thinking that. Yeah. You know, being met yeah. in our own experience by another. Right? Here we go. He's, he's feeling as I do. You know, he's asked, he's wrestling with those same questions. He's struggling like I am. I'm not alone. This is part of being human. Look, there's another person yes. feeling like I do. I remember recently I was listening to a quote and, and it was by Brené Brown and she said mm -hmm. the two most kind words that we can offer another are me too. Oh, isn't that the truth? And I, and I get a sense that that's what, what you're describing so beautifully. Absolutely. And it's not the same. No. But there's a sense of me too. Yeah, yeah. We're struggling. We're struggling in this. And, and art as I said, holds space for that struggle, mm. yeah, without judgment, without comparison, yes. yeah. Yes. The other thing that um, I think when we look at, at art, it's got, it's got a sort of two things and that's sort of around the timelessness of art. So it can be enormously consoling but it can also be quite confronting and, and you know, it, it both reminds us of the passage of time and, and the common experience common human experience throughout time. So I can stand in front of a work that's three or four or 500 years old, or I can stand in a building that might be that old or older. And I can be reminded that, you know, of those eternal things, those eternal truths, you know, we, we share a meal with one another. Animals can be playful. We get tired when we work or mothers need to nurse their infants, whatever it is. And we get caught into these intimate, everyday, timeless gestures. We get in touch with those. And that can help us to feel great consolation, despite what we might be experiencing at this time. There is an eternal kind of humanity that we're sharing in that moment, in that timelessness. For eons, we have felt this way and struggled this way and celebrated this way. Um, but it also can lead us to contemplate our own mortality and, and to live with a greater awareness of what really matters. It's, there's sort of that timelessness of art, I think, um, can, be, can be a challenge to us to live better too. Yes, yeah. yes. What a beautiful way to express that, Paige. Mm. I love it. Thank you. Paige, during this time of isolation of during COVID-19, I think it's it's had a huge impact on our creatives mm. and I think we've seen uh, that it's impacted their work in many ways but it's also perhaps prompted some budding artists to create quite extraordinary unique pieces. I wonder what have you observed in terms of the role of art and creativity during this time? Mm, well of course we know that arts are really struggling at this time yes. so 
you know, we know this and, and, you know, our hearts break for the devastation. This pandemic has reached across all the arts, not just visual arts. But, um, and I'm sure you would have seen this too, Robin, that I see little bursts of creativity sprouting out everywhere between those cracks, you know. Um, a friend of mine actually um, has created images just for Facebook during this time. So acknowledging the limitations that we may not be out and visiting museums or galleries or exhibitions like we once were. Um, and so every week she posts these little images on Facebook. And so she's really embraced that that medium. Um, and I think that's a great example of the ingenuity and the sort of um, uh, the embracing of the limitations um, as a springboard for something really generous yes. and life-giving. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's what the world needs and that's what art, the arts are still providing for us. Mm. It needs that ingenuity right now and that imagination. And, and I see that that's art's gift to, to other areas of human endeavour. I had a lovely experience a couple of weeks ago. I was looking for something else and I, I stumbled across online the recent work of David Hockney, the British artist, and he'd been doing a series of isolation paintings on his iPad and sharing them. And one lovely work was of daffodils that had just come up. And it, they were, it was a beautiful image, but there was nothing kind of particularly um, jaw-dropping about it, except for the title. The title was, Do Remember They Can't Cancel the Spring. Oh. And all of a sudden, these daffodils just became... I guess, a symbol of hope and a symbol of resilience in the face of, of people's, you know, with the, the limitations the, the pandemic's had on us. And it was just delightful. It was a reminder for me that we can't ever stop creativity. It's of God, you know. We're never going to stop that. And human beings are innately creative. We can't help it. We all are. Um, and that's how we adapt and survive. It's, it's how we got to here. Um, for some good reasons and some not so good reasons, I guess. But not even a pandemic is going to get in the way of that. That's innately human and, and, and as I said, it's innately of, of God. Yes. Paige, you've, you've spoken so much about the gift of art. As an artist, I imagine you've been drawn uh, towards this gift, perhaps even when you've gone through a difficult time. I wonder if you could share a time when a creative process or, or an experience with art supported you through a challenging time. Oh, Robin, there's a few of those. Um, if I had to choose, choose just one to share with you today, um, there was a time when I had three very small children under the age of four and I wasn't working. I had my hands full, you know, as any mum, mum does and dad. Um, I'd left teaching um, at that stage and I couldn't find time or motivation to create anything and for a visual arts teacher you know not creating it was it was tough I mean I was making play-doh and plenty of cake decorating but beyond that not yes. really anything more so I was a bit lost I felt well bits and understatement I was very lost and and my self-esteem had kind of ebbed away a fair bit and um, you know and my husband was working every hour God sent because he had this family to look after. And I saw this ad for a life drawing class around the corner on a Wednesday evening. 
And so we move things around. I'm sure you'd appreciate what that can look like. (laughs) Absolutely. But we did it and um, so that I could go. And it was, I think, two and a half hours on a Wednesday night. And I can tell you, returning into that environment in order to to make something, um, it was like going for a swim on the hottest day. You know, I just deep dived straight into it. And, you know, who knew? I remembered how to do it. You know, all the muscles kind of started enacting again. And so I, I kind of, I started doing that regularly. And in that time, I could kind of forget about the other responsibilities, the important responsibilities, but I could forget about those, park them for a while. And it, I actually formed some really great relationships during that time. And they're friendships I still have, Um it was a life boy. It gave me a sense of engaging with something outside of the home and it really pulled me through. Um, but for me, it, it was that I connected with a bit of myself that I'd lost so that I had the capacity to be still. After busy days, I could be still. And that, you know, I was sort of focused and, and mesmerised by the body that I was drawing, you know, Um, I used to draw and wonder about that person's story and I felt deeply connected to them in that moment. There's a kind of respect about transforming somebody else onto a piece of paper, you know, and again, that deep and contemplative noticing. It's a kind of honouring and and through that, I then began to honour and celebrate, I guess, my own body and the processes that enabled me to give birth to and nurture children. So it was deeply restorative. It actually enabled me to celebrate where I was in my life. Yes. And um, it was a very powerful, um, a powerful way back to myself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I very much relate. I was thinking, Paige, uh, at one time in my life when mine were, my children were quite little mm. and a friend turned up and I had vomit over my, my <laughs> shirt and all of that and... Uh, was just a, a bit consumed by it all. Yeah. And my girlfriend so generously said to me, she said, Rob, I think it's time for you to take up ceramics. <laughs> and it was just a beautiful way of, of her reminding me that there's a world beyond this yeah. and it's time to give some time to it. Yeah. And uh, she was so right. Yeah. And I think that's the gift of the arts. You know, sure It is. brings us into the moment. It is so restorative and life-giving and challenging and, yep. you know, all of those elements of, of our humanity have yeah. a chance to be heard. Yeah. And that is the great gift of it. Absolutely. And heard and held. Yes. You know, and held so by true. a God who, who wants to meet us in that place. That's it. Yes. Yeah. And create with us. And create with us. Yeah. Yes. So I remember a, a quote which talks about, you know, when I paint or when I do my art, I hold hands with God. Oh. And I, I think there's a great truth in Absolutely. that too. Absolutely, yeah. Paige, it's been such a joy. Oh, Thank it's you. Been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you for your time and your wisdom, your insights, and your creativity. I just am, am so grateful for the time and your wisdom. And I, I wish you all the very, very best with your work and your ministry, and the support that you are giving to so many people through your creativity and your love of art. Thank you so much, Paige. Thank you, Robin. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining our program today. If you would like to take some time now 
or later in the week to enjoy some treasured stillness, a meditation called a visual meditation when art speaks to life is available on both Podbean and on Apple Podcast and is entitled Meditation 16. Have a lovely week and I look forward to being with you next time.